Life is free, but time is not. You may delay, but time will not. A moment lost is forever gone, and lost time is never found again. Welcome to Seize the R podcast, a public research project aimed at uncovering the unique systems, structure, and routines top performers in your industry use to maximize their time and advance their life. Now, let's get right into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another insightful episode of Seize the R podcast. I am your host, Kevin Umuna. It's been an amazing ride um, sharing my discovery with you and how high achievers in your industry maximize their time and advance their life. Today, as I push this research further, I have finally been able to bring one of the best minds I have been privileged to watch um, for the past two, three years now uh, within the social media space. Um, his ideas on growth marketing, um, business structure, and particularly a subject that interests me a lot, which is neuro-linguistic programming, basically how the mind works, has been amazing. And it has been on my wish list to have high-level conversation with him. And today, I get to do it here with you. It is with great joy and pleasure <laughs> that I welcome the one and only Jago Emmanuel. Good to have you here. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Heaven. Thank you for having me. Um, it's, it's, I count it as a pleasure. Whenever I have the privilege or opportunity to share my thoughts or my journey or what I've been. So um, I'm really excited to do this. So thank you for having me. Oh, amazing, amazing. Thank you for honoring our invite. Um, just a quick background on how I stumbled uh, into your profile. Uh, I think I've been hearing your name for like, for you, I've been hearing your name for like two, three years now. We have a lot of mutual friends. <laughs> Grace Kalu, Manilafi, uh, many, many mutuals. I, I'm, I'm talking of mutuals that are really close to me now, not not uh, yeah. social media mutuals. <laughs> really very, very uh, plenty mutuals. And sometime last year, I was working on a project and Grace Kalu was like, can I bring the one of Jago? And I was like, ah, I've not connected with him. I don't know. I don't know. But um, from this year, it was the end of last day to this year, I started paying attention to to your activities more. And I was like, oh, I love the way this man thinks. Like, I really need to get into his mind and bring out a lot of resources that can help the world. So I'm, I'm really happy you're here. Your ideas on marketing indeed have been um, mind shifting. Sometimes I wonder where you get these ideas from. And your posts, they are, they are just the right blend of, of rapid attack and empathy at the same time. <laughs> I don't know how you manage to blend. How do you find that balance? Like, People know you have, you have really violence, but at the same time, it's still served with with very nice cutlery. How do you manage to balance this thing? Here? <laughs> so well, well, I, I, I use okay. One of the things, if you if you ask my close friends, I think yeah. it was from one of them who happens to be a lawyer that I heard this word for for the first time. He said, "I am brash." And you know, from, now from by saying that, you know, it was he now tried to explain to me that okay, it doesn't mean you actually, but then you don't try to hide the fact, you know, you don't hide the fact, and at the same time, you do it with so much carefulness, you know, such that you're telling someone the truth, but then you're saying uh, you're saying it in a in a way that there are. They understand, they understand that hey, you're taking a little bit of jab at them, yeah. but they are willing to take it up. They are willing to take it directly. Okay, okay. 
I'm I'm accepting this. So yeah, so that I, I don't know why, but I I've always been like that. And that's because of social media too, man. This is with this is how I I deal with myself. This is how I deal with people also. So yeah. Amazing. So I'm 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 going to I'm going to request that you share a bit about yourself. Uh, I don't know how you feel doing this. Me, I hate to do it. I don't like people asking me to introduce myself in situations like that. I'm like, it is me. What do you expect me to say about me right now? Like, how right. am I supposed to reach it? <laughs> but so, anyway, I'm struggling to make you do it. So please, just for, for the sake of those who don't know who Jack is, because left to me, I don't need this part. I need to dive right into your mind. Well, for the benefit of those who is Jagu? Okay, so um, I I spend the most of my time living in my head, so um, that's why for most of my life, my life, some of the best things I've done, I've done them in moments when I'm alone, mm. because um, I I figured out that. That's like the only way to go deeper. I am not one with with um, who creates a social media calendar and then tell myself that I need to post twice every week or whatever it is, because that's okay. not how my mind operates. That's not how my mind operates. There are times I work on a thought for six, seven months before I eventually put it out. So how do you, how, how can I get, how can I work with the calendar if my mind actually works like that? So I live mostly in my head and that makes me more of a thinker than a talker. So whenever I get the opportunity to talk, the only time I get to talk is when I'm having sessions like this. For instance, for the whole of today, I've been indoors working and right now, Funny enough, I have my system right in front of me, and while we're doing introductions and all of that, I was still touching one or two things and all of that. So <laughs> I love to work. I derive pleasure in doing what I love to do. So work to me is not like a job. Work to me is fulfilling, you know, fulfilling a, a bigger part of my my life's focus because um, I recognize the fact that. You know, long life is not guaranteed. Yeah. We cannot say for sure that this is how much life we have to live just because we are young, you know. Tomorrow death can come for any of us and we are going to live this world. So I try as much as I can to make sure before the end of the day, before I lay on my bed, I tidy up whatever it is I need to tidy up. So I live in my head. I I am a thinker. I love to think and I love to sell, you know, I know how to sell right from time. I know how to sell ideas, products and services. I've been selling since I was, since I was in primary school. So I'm going to share the story. Yes. I've been selling, <laughs> since I was, I've been making money since I was very, very young. Since I was very, very young. I've been making money. So money has always been one of the easiest things for me. I don't struggle for money. If I'm broke, it is because I am lazy. The day I decide that I want to do real work, I will make money. So money has never really been a problem for me. And I guess that it, it also has like a relation to my name, my native name, which is Afolabi. So let me really share the story behind my name. My name actually means a child born of wealth, Afolabi. It's a Yoruba name. So my mom, there are six of us. I'm the fifth born. And my mom was like, um, prior to when she gave birth to me, things were a little bit difficult for the family and all of that. There were yeah. a bit of struggle and stuff. And uh, she said, immediately conceived me. And, you know, she started carrying my, she started carrying me, you know, from her stomach. You know, things started turning out around that when she gave birth to me, there was so much. We, the family began to have so much that, you know, we began to have more than necessary. We began to yeah. have more than necessary. So they gave me that name, you know, the child born of wealth, one born of wealth. And I think 
that name has always played a critical role in my life because when I look at myself um, and I look at my peers and I look at, you know, wherever it is I find myself, I always turn out to become successful at even the most little insignificant things I do. So that's basically all about me. So all of these things, being a thinker, being more of someone who lives in his head, being more of someone who knows how to sell, who knows how to sell ideas, products, and markets, and all that. Now, you know, joined together to create the kind of brand that I've projected yeah. out there and what people know about me today. Amazing, amazing. Uh, you, I, well, I, I'm really fascinated by what you said that you've been selling from way back, like from way before we had sense. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's, it's really it's really an interesting story, and I I I deeply admire thinkers because as I I don't call myself a thinker, but some persons think I am a thinker, so maybe maybe not. But I know that they live um, ahead of ahead of a generation like their thoughts their mind their ideas are way ahead of time so it feels like uh, people are trying to catch up with them people are trying to to meet up with with the level of awareness they have already stepped into well building on this i like to ask how do you see time when you okay. when you travel when you open that that subject of time, what, what, how do you see it? What, what comes to mind? Uh, well, time is a, is a continuous factor. It's, it's a continuous factor. We, we as humans exist in space. Mm. Now, in order to quantify space, we now created time. Time is, Time is human. Time is a human. Time is a human invention to quantify space. Now, we all exist in space. We all exist in space, and in this space, it's we all exist in the confines of this space called Earth. In the sense that, you know, as you begin to progress, as you begin to progress, as you begin to progress, it's like you, you're seeing a, a flower flourish. So before yeah. the flower began to flourish, it was a leaf. And then before you knew it, the leaf began to grow, um, grow into a flower. And then the flower peaks and then it gets to a point, you know, it dies. Now, all of those things happened in space, within the confines mm -hmm. of a particular space, all things being equal. The flower is supposed to flourish, and when all of its purpose, you know, is exhausted, it dies off, and then another flower flourishes, and then dies off. Another flower flourishes, and then dies off. Now, in order to be able to qualify or quantify or measure, you know, that space between when the flower started as a leaf, and then when, when right and all of that when it died we now invented time so timing is basically we try to quantify space and that's why I basically I agree with you when you said we don't really manage time because time cannot be managed time is only used to quantify space it's only used mm -hmm. to quantify space it cannot be managed we as people we are the flowers we can now decide okay this is how I want to flourish it is in this direction we want to go. It is this is how fast we want to go. This is where we want to plug our roots. This is where mm. we get the best nutrients. This is how much we want to do. Because we understand that, of course, the level of nutrients that a plant is actually going to get is also um, proportional to where that plant is located and you know what is available at that location. So we are now the one to really manage ourselves to decide where and how we want to live such that 
we will now have a favorable timing. You know, time will be in our favor. Time will be in our favor right there in space. So that's basically um, what I what I what I feel when I see time. I'm a scientist, of course. You are probably an engineer, so you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay, your definition is is about to open me up into a whole new world of thinking now. I, I don't I don't know, I don't know if the timing for this podcast to would, would permit us to to dive that deep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, reminding me of huh? We can we can we can do stuff. No worries. Let's <laughs> so <laughs> okay. So building on what you've said, do you think humanity is right to say we want to maximize time? No, well, um, if we are doing what we have to do in relation to time, then it is very, very important to maximize time. You know, um, if we say now that if we agree that in a particular region that we are in, ninth time is not a favorable time for us to do business. Then we must rise up early. Then we must rise up and right? Because now, in the world that we live in today, you know, whether we like it or not, we have nights and day, we have rainy season, we have dry season. It is separated into night and day, it's separated into seasons. So, we try as much as we can to understand, okay, this is this is what happens at this point in time, and this is what happens after so so and so amount of hours or whatever it is. So yeah. we have to maximize, you know, we have to make sure that we do everything possible to find the one that is actually the, the time frame that's actually favorable for us. And then to do what we have to do. So I think if you are trying to do it in relation to, you know, to that particular timing and all of that, then we can say, okay, let's maximize time because that's like a general notion that everybody can understand. But in the real sense, we are the one maximizing ourselves. You know, True. in the real sense, we are maximizing ourselves to see to it that we meet up because. Time will do what time will do. It will move. Mm. To keep moving, yeah. Yeah, we can decide to stay and not do anything. But time will not stand. It will stand. So you can't maximize it. You cannot even maximize yourself in relation to what time is doing in its own space and all of that. Okay, it's fine. So I was saying, building on, building on what on what you just said about we... Um, Man, maximizing ourselves really and not time yes. by moving yes. in the right direction, making progress in the right direction. Now, mm -hmm. I want to ask, what do you think is wrong with our generation when it comes to achieving our goals, advancing our life? Mm -hmm. I'm asking this question because technology was supposed to make things faster, better, smarter for us. And technology is doing its part. But somehow, it looks like some, some persons are not making the advancements as they ought to. Now, let me just quickly give you something in view. So, if we were to schedule this meeting um, 70, 80 years ago, I'll have to write you a letter that will take yeah. anything from 14 to 30 to 60 days to get to you. Then you yeah. write me back. That will take the same time to get to me. So if yes. the conversation started in January, we will finally be having an agreement maybe in June. <laughs> yeah. It was that bad. But now we can we can have a a full Bible worth of content discussed and viewed in one day or two days because of what technology has done for us. Yet human beings are not advancing their life as they ought to. What do you think is the problem? Well, um, with the rise of technology came the rise of distraction. 
because now you can see what everybody is doing and they are playing yeah. out there. So yeah. the competition is becoming fierce. The competition is becoming fierce. And because the competition is becoming fierce, people who have who have not really solidified the idea of what they are supposed to be doing with their life are now becoming easily distracted. And with distraction comes the least level of commitment in terms of productivity. And mm. the, with the least level of commitment in terms of productivity, then it becomes very, very difficult for anyone to get anything done. And you know that every time you see a struggle in a space, in a country, in a family, that struggle was invited by weak minds, weak men. Weak men are the mm. reason people at times actually come into mm. a particular space, into a particular family or whatever it is. You will hardly find a family that is struggling when the people that makes up that family are strong minds. It is often weak minds. And weak minds are always pleasure seekers. They are looking mm -hmm. for a life of ease. They are always, also always distracted. That's, those are part of the qualities you find when you find weak people. They are distracted. They love ease. They are basically looking for anything that will keep them from doing hard work. And when you're weak like that, it's only a matter of time. <laughs> struggle is going to come to you. Struggle is going to open up your door and it's just yeah. going to come and live because that's how you create hard times. So with the guide in technology, it's creating a whole lot of competition, unnecessary competition. People don't, don't no longer want to stay, you know, um, people no longer want to stay on a particular thing for a period of time until that thing is so people are trying to do multiple things. And there's something called the shiny object syndrome. You know, we're yeah. today now. If I come today and I talk about that's why I really don't, if it's, thank God you've been, you, you know, you've been following me for a while and you've been seeing the things that I share. I hardly talk about what I have, what I own, what I've made. Because the moment that we begin to, people begin to share all of those things, and you see those things, or people see those things, there's a tendency for them to think that where I am is where the gold mine is, and that mm. it's a port. But they don't understand that I, on the other hand, I've been teaching, I've been teaching professionally for the past 10 years, no, 12 years. I started in 2012, no, 10 years. It's, it's a decade, decade now. Is I started teaching, moving from an academic teacher to helping you get into university and all of those things. So I've been doing that for 10 years now. So a lot of the things that I'm getting today are a reward of a decade's work. Sure. And the way that I begin to share all of those results out there and all of that, people come, and I don't talk about some of the struggles that I faced in the last 10 years. People think that what I have is what I earned or is something that I earned in just three months or maybe less than four months. So yeah. they drop whatever it is they want to do. God help them, probably I'm selling a course to help them get the same results. They now jump into the course or they jump into whatever it is. They leave what they are doing and that was when they begin to realize that, hey, okay, this is something this thing has a whole lot of commitment and you need patience, you need a level of commitment, you need a level of time and resources and whatever it is before you can get the results. And yeah. before you know it, they move into another thing. And before you know it, they move into another thing. And they begin to dispel their energies, energy that is supposed to be focused, laser focused, to penetrate into a particular niche that they've chosen to grow and to become an authority in that need, they begin to dispel those energies into different things. And before I know it, they are exhausted, they are getting old, the stakes are becoming high, 
קטנה וצ'ארלד קטנה ווייב כאן צריך אז מוץ' ריסק אז אי שצריך לקרוא אני בקונט ויליג פיטיקול לייב בקונט ויליג פיטיקול סו דאטס בזיקלי דוז אר דה טינגס דאווילי you know uh introduces a life of fear and you know um distraction for a lot of people in our generation today man you you just so deep into this menace that we are facing and it's it's really fascinating how you're able to clearly um articulate what the problem is and where we are coming from. I really share these same uh, thoughts with you with respect to people not being patient enough for the process. Uh, I myself, since last year, I've, I have been speaking in a certain tone when it comes to the issue of money. And when people hear me speak that way, they may think, oh, heaven does not like money. No, that's not true. I actually like money, but I don't like people go about about seeking money. Like everything is all is all about what's the monetary side to this, what's the monetary monetary side to this. You want to monetize this, you want like ah, can we not make money the primary reason for for, for everything? Sure, sure. I personally think that the monetizing and monetary part of of certain ideas coming first corrupts it like corrupts the beauty of what of what that idea could be and what it could have better because once people start to focus on the money side of anything valuable you you begin to see people who no longer have that don't have respect for that form of value jump into it just for the money and once people start doing things just for the money Excellence will be thrown out of the door. <laughs> Very true. And all manner of rubbish to start selling. Well, so on this issue of distraction, Dago, where do you think the world is going? Do you think we're going to get worse? Or do you think we're going to get better? <laughs> In terms of these things are going to get worse or they are going to get better, you know, um, The idea of better and worse will always be related. Mm, yeah. Because, yeah. Well, the birth of new struggle, a new set of wealth is going to spring up for some mm. certain persons who used to have a history of struggle. There are some certain families right now that they've had their share of struggle and that share of struggle has created some strong men. That are going to fight those struggles and create better times for the family and your society those guys are going to see the world in a better space in the coming decade and there are some certain persons that they have taken the struggle of their past or the past or uh, the past ancestors for granted And they've embraced a life of pleasure and ease. Those people are going to make the world more worse than than the than the netics for the generations that are going to come after them. So, I have said all of this to say that there will never really come a time where the world will actually be better. It will always be related, better and worse. will always be related based on what people, individuals, and groups are actually doing right now. Doing. We will always struggle. We will always struggle for certain things as human beings. You see, even if we get to a state in the world where the only two words that describes the state of our world is peace and prosperity. Humans will struggle and campaign and protest for something. <laughs> We will always protest and complain and campaign because it is in our nature to. So, irrespective of 
how the world gets. There will always be a struggle for something. You can see in the Western world where poverty is no longer really an issue. And then they are not really talking about how we need to start creating our own cars, how we need to start producing our own stuff. You could see the conversation around it. It's around masculinity, around femininity, it's around gender, it's around climate change and all of that. They've changed struggle. Because the struggle that we are struggling right now, they have overcome it. So you would have thought that just because they've overcome our a current struggle that life is better for them. No, they are now fighting a new struggle. True. And believe it or not, we will get there because there is the suppression of gender and all of those things in Africa today, you know, and gender expression and all of those things, individual yeah. expression, individual freedom and all of those things. If you get to a point whereby when we solve the intermediate or the immediate problems that we are currently facing and we now we are now coming out and we are saying okay now we are breathing fresh air those guys will spring up <laughs> so, <laughs> they will spring up so struggle will always be there but it will always be related so whether the world is going to be better or worse it will be based on what individuals actually doing right now okay uh, i was going to pin you somewhere with that statement but the wisdom of you just <laughs> open 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 the conversation back <laughs> so i'm going to let it stay open uh the next thing i want to ask jago are you a human being like us do you ever feel distracted Oh uh, God! <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> the last time someone asked this question, it was during COVID. Ah, since COVID, yeah. I'm telling you, it was during COVID, and she was like, she knew she got to know me two years before COVID, but we're not huh? friends until during COVID, and. There was a day we were on the concert and she was like, she said she, since she started her business the previous year, that was like 2019, she said she has had to pause and take a break like three times. She said, but every single time she comes online, she says she is always seeing me. And she knows, she knows Can you hear me? Yes, I can. I'm with you. Yeah. And she says she has known me for two years, but before she got to know me, a lot of people have, you know, talked to her about me or she's heard my name from people and all of that. So she knows that I've been consistent for like years. And she started in 2019. She has actually posted like months she's already getting tired and all that like what exactly how do you do it jago how have you been this <laughs> don't you get depressed or whatever it is and honestly that question that question <laughs> you know gets me <laughs> you know it gets me it gets me you know asking also it's like it reminded me of a question someone asked me some years back too what do you do for fun? Because they realized that I was only doing three things. I'll go to class, I'll go to church, and I'll be in my house. Those are the three things. My All through my school, all through my universities, I live a triangular life. Church, school, home. Church, school, home. I only went for social gardens. The first time I ever set my foot into a club was in my final year. After I we were done. The night we wrote our final paper and we we're sure we we're graduating. A friend came and was like, Yeah, let's go to the club and all that. So that was set out. So, well, back to the question, okay? Yeah. Do I ever get distracted? 
have I been distracted? Yes. But there was something I learned when I was playing for my wife in 2013. It was from one of my biology teachers. And it was like, he said, this is the simple art to become, to know, to study. He said, employ the strategy of self-destruction. Always employ the strategy of self-destruction. Don't tell yourself that I want to read seven hours straight. No. Make sure that within that seven hours straight, you have a self-destructive strategy. It can either be your phone, Facebook, or whatever it is, or maybe a snack or whatever it is. But put it into the timing. So let's say you want to study for three, four hours. Tell yourself for every 45 minutes, I'm going to take a 10-minute break to go on Instagram and then to watch comics, whatever it is, for the next 15 minutes. I have 15 minutes break. For every 45 minutes I do, I have 15 minutes break. So that is the strategy I have always employed over time. When I'm distracted, I choose to be distracted. It is not because I have left purpose. And what, one of the things that has really helped me to stay consistent and to be able to deal with a whole, to be able to deal with a heavy deal of distraction also is that I do what I love. I do what I love. So when I do what I love, work does not seem like a job to me. Mm, work yeah. seems like this is what I have to do. This is what I live for. Like I cannot be in bed. I will feel guilty that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. You know, when you're doing a job that you do not really like, you're doing it for the money. Bed, staying in bed, Going on vacation, going on break, <laughs> seems like a breath of fresh air, like a breath of fresh yeah. air. You look forward to it. But for me, I hardly look forward to those things. In fact, when I find myself doing those things in excess, it's like something is wrong with me. Like I'm about to enter a phase of maybe I, I think I'm becoming depressed or whatever it is. But I know something's definitely wrong with me. So mm. I employ self-destruction. I employ it a lot. I tell myself, okay, this is how long you're going to work. And this is how long you're going to have fun. So do your work. Do your work. Do all of the work, then have your fun. I mean, that, that's, that's really the wonderful strategy I've not, I've not thought about. Yeah, because I've always been this believer that when you get on Instagram and all these social networks, they suck you in. Try that Instagram. There are principalities and powers on that thing. Where right. once you get there, right. they are they, they are designed to keep you from one funny it like ah this guy is funny. Let me see another of his of another of his thing. You know, <laughs> technology is giving us new 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 consumption behavior <laughs> so we, we, we see once we consume one person's content we're like oh, i like this person let me let me taste more i'm fine we are we are there we have, we have given that person like two hours of our life so are you ever drawn into those kind of temptations or do you have a, a system that that um, protects you from going beyond the 15 minutes you've set for yourself of course, uh, we are humans, so we are not robots, you know. So there are times whereby you feel, you feel at your own rules, you know. You set the rules and then you break the rules. Um, mm. The the most important thing is that if you're setting the rule and then you're winning seventy percent of the time, then that's great. It's it's an excellent result, right? If you set the rule and then 30% of the time you fail, 70% of the time you succeed. That's that's very, very great. Like that's very, very great. Because um practice doesn't make perfect perfection. True. Practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes consistent improvements. 
So you probably get to a point whereby you can tackle your 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 flesh to the point whereby you win ninety percent of the time, and then your flesh wins like you know ten uh, percent of the time. So you tackle it, but then if you can get it right seventy percent, and then thirty uh, percent of the time you leave it to chance or whatever, and this game that's great. It's the same thing. There are people. Uh, probably you're experiencing like a weight loss. For me now, almost every morning I run. I run five, between three to six miles almost every day. And wow. that's a whole lot of work. Okay? True. I do it almost every day. Like, I sleep around 11, I wake up around 4, 5, 5.30, I am running on the road. Now, um, I know what I'm doing it. I know the motivation behind what I'm doing. And I know sometimes it also helps me to um, not to be overweight, you know, because I must spend the most of my days in my house. And I've seen a lot of my friends who have actually worked from home, who have made a lot of money. And they, to the point whereby because they can eat whatever they like and then they can afford it, they become overweight, you know, they grow fat and all that. And I don't want that for myself. Yeah. So, the night whereby I tell myself, okay, I'm not supposed to eat too much. But because I feel like it, I'll eat as much as I like. Then I'll wake up in the morning and make sure I burn all of those excess that I've eaten. But then it's not every time that I eat, you know, that I spoil myself by eating whatever I like. So, there are times whereby you have to understand that. There are times whereby you just have to allow yourself, you know, be spoiled. You know, you just have to allow your, yourself. Sometimes, yeah. probably you've done a very good job. You've mm-hmm. taken your time, you've done an amazing job. You know, it's, it's, it's called the beauty of doing nothing, you know, um, that you can decide to just watch Netflix all day without feeling guilty about it. You can decide to just um, sleep all day without feeling guilty about it. But it has to be that. But most of the times, you are winning by being disciplined and controlling your excesses. And then for some times, you know, you're allowing your body to take the charge, you know, just let it out into it. So that's still the thing. You know, this, this thing you just said about um, the beauty of doing nothing, it's a concept I was, I was digging into the last recording I had with Spitz and Zibimi, um, we were discussing how the average person should be bombarded his mind with so much information that there's no space and time to reflect anything. Like, yeah. we're, not, we're not giving the mind any space at all to be. Mm-hmm. Like, True. You know, that, mm-hmm. I, I, used to be, I used to be in that school of thinking where uh, attack your mind two four seven. Always learning. If I'm not doing this, I'm doing it. If I'm doing, it, I'm doing that. But at some point, I had to pause and like, yeah, is is this thing really productive? All the things I'm learning now, what is it? Phew, very true. You're just packing things, packing things, packing things in your mind, and because you know so much, you now your brain is faster than your hand. You now want to. Um, skip certain few process that should happen to get a result. So I, I have to right. gradually begin to learn how to enjoy the beauty of, of of doing nothing, like just waste intentionally waste time. There was one day I was online. I saw I saw this beautiful quote. I can't remember who made the quote. She said, "Time intentionally um, wasted is not a waste." I wonder exactly she said it, but the message there was that. If you decide that, oh, I want to use the next two hours to do absolutely nothing, then that is also productivity. True, true. Because you are in control. You decided it. True. So, Jago, do you have a, don't worry, we're coming to an end, gradual end, soon end. Depending on how you answer me, they will know if we really come to an end, if we keep going deep. Do you have a schedule you follow? Like uh, maybe uh, a structure or principles 
that guide how you plan out your your month, your week, your day. How you okay. are able to do so much with your time. All right. So um, my rule for living is part time. I don't do more than two things. Mm. Part time, I don't focus on more than two things. Okay. If I have to do more than two things, it has to be that I am learning. That's like the third thing. So the two things I'm doing is work, and then the third thing I'm doing is learning. So right now, I am the growth. Um, I'm the growth manager of a tech company. I have my own yep. startup, and on a daily basis. We have a target of making at least $750,000 per day. Per okay. Day. That's like my startup. And then we have my own, my the company I'm working with. And then I'm taking a course on becoming better at AD testing and all of that. Now, these are the three things that I wake up to do every day. So, mm. Around the other schedules, every other thing is secondary. So if anything eventually makes it into that, that I'm able to find a way to put you into these three things that I do on a daily basis, then great. And there are times whereby I'm not able to put them into it. So for instance now, um, yesterday was like, it, today was like a day that I put out to meet with every person I needed to have a conversation with. So I stepped out as early as, you know, 8 a.m. this morning, went to some places, met with some people, had some meetings and all that. That's like, that would probably be like the final or the only outdoor meeting I would ever have this week. So I put out a day in a week to go out and see people, you know, so if I if anyone wants to see me or I need to have a conversation, I try as much as I can to put everything into that particular day and to do all of that. So if you need to come to my house, you would come to my house on that particular day to see me. If you can't see me on that day, it's probably going to be the next week and all of that. So I am really protective of my time. You know, I'm really, really protective of you know how I spend how I spend myself and what I give myself to. And it's always difficult for anyone to even reach me via charts because um, I even don't really like doing back and forth. I prefer, let's have a call, let's discuss whatever I need to discuss and let's end it there. So uh, I, I, I don't want to start doing, how are you? I'm fine. How was the day? Great. This, that, this, that. I don't have that time because all of those times <laughs> I'm willing to give you back and forth. I'm supposed to be doing work and we are supposed to be making money. I'm supposed to be, you know, advancing the company or the products and making the world better place. So it's not like I have like a rigid schedule. Uh, okay, wake up every morning by so so and so time. No. Although my alarm clock wakes me up by uh, my alarm clock is set by is set for five forty. So but most of the time, these days, I wake up before that time. I wake up before that time to get some things done before the alarm. And then once the alarm rings, I go out, 5.40, I'm out. I jog, depending on how much distance I want to go. I jog and then jog back to my estate, lift some dumbbells, shower, have breakfast, and then I resume work. And I can be on my table, on my chair and table working from morning to like 10. But then every other thing in between, every other thing comes in between. Maybe break, um, breaks, having teaching sessions. I guess they had the teaching, I had a teaching session, um, like having conversations with some person, doing some transactions and all of that. So all of those things just gets me through to the night. But every single day, this three things. My role as a growth lead, my role as a partner in my company to see to it that we hit a thousand dollars daily and also my learning, you know, in becoming better at managing my team and 
helping my company make more revenue are like the three things, like the three, like they are like the sun that every other thing involves. I I need to bring you back to something you just said. <laughs> I I think high flyers and high achievers think are like you know, you made you made mention of um chatting and going back and forth. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> that's very funny for me because that was what held us back for like days and weeks. <laughs> we kept going back and forth on this on this schedule, especially from my own end. And this last week, yeah, last week Friday. So I have this private um mentorship platform I made for um tertiary students across Africa. And I was yeah. I was teaching them about it's a leadership platform by the way. I was teaching them about um personal productivity. And I told them one of the things that is going to be the undoing of our generation is this thing called chatting. Like yeah. if if we compress the amount of time we have spent in doing how are you and fine, how did your day go? Fine, what about you? If we compress the amount of time we have spent in in just doing button forth typing, eh? Multiplied <laughs> by the number of people you are responding to per time. Ah, my God. <laughs> Jack, Jack, what, what, what do you think? What do you think is the solution here? Because this chatting thing, I, I think, is a big problem. And since <laughs> I now know why WhatsApp will forever, forever be free, because the the ultimate asset of of a man is already being traded on that platform. Your attention. So, so I now know why it will forever be free because humans will just keep spending more time there, giving them more credibility to skyrocket their valuations. Yeah. What do you think is well, this? This the thing is, if there's one thing I know for sure, it is that people you have to make people come to terms with how you want them to relate with you. We are elastic in nature. If someone tells, if I notice that, if I send you an email, you respond faster. I will send you an email. Mm-hmm. If I notice that, if I rather than talking to you via Facebook, I think you are more active on Instagram. I'll send you a message on Instagram. Like John Obidi, for instance, he hardly responds to Facebook chats. But he's very active on Instagram. So when I want to talk to him, I talk to him via Instagram because I know that's where he's more active. When you set your priority that this is how I want to live my life. If you want to have an important conversation with me, let us have a call. Let us finalize on what we need to discuss right there on the call. And I act accordingly. People will come to terms that this is the way this guy operates. It's what I do. Even my siblings, my other brother, my other brother can send me a message. I will see the message. But at that point in time, I am so engrossed with work that if I try to respond to that message, I know it's going to send more messages. And I'm going to be distracted. I won't be able to finish up what I'm trying to do. So I will not respond. I'll respond when I am free to respond. And before I used to get angry that he would send me a message, my other brother, why would I? And then I had to explain to him that, see, I don't know how you work, but this is how I work. My work deals with mental attention. You cannot expect me to respond to you. I don't live on WhatsApp. I have tons of people. I have tons of people trying to message me, trying to get my attention, trying to get me to do stuff or whatever I do. I don't need them. Eh? So if you want something, if you want us to have a conversation, call me. Okay. If I want to have a conversation with you, I will call you. Let's sort out what we need to sort out right there. And... Everybody goes their own way. Yeah. 
when people cannot set their priorities like that, then anything goes. So you can't blame the people who just bad into your dear and then they send you. It's very rare for you to see anybody come to me right now, come to my DL, to come and start asking me some certain questions because they've noticed that from the past, when they ask me such questions, I don't respond. So, but then there are some certain questions they will ask me, I will respond. I'm teaching them how to relate to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm teaching them how to relate with me. So when they come to terms with that, the only people now that I will now have to, that will have issues with are now new people. That's why I even hardly give out my WhatsApp contacts. So yeah. <laughs> so it's not it's not something that we can actually solve. It's it's based on how humans, it's individual, you know, that this now decide this is what I want. And they stick to it. Wow. This has been a very, very insightful um, episode for me. Like, personal, personal learning point. Um, one of my goals for starting out this research is I needed to see how other high achievers maximize their time. I had a an ideology, actually, that um, formed why the, the the core principles or ideas behind this podcast is the art and it's 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 an idea that I have taught and I have coached a lot of professionals with and so I needed to validate and uh, balance the idea very well that's why I started okay that's the second reason why I started out this podcast and just hearing top guys come in every week, share their ideas, share their process, share their thinking, share their tools. It has really, really been amazing for me. And tonight has been nothing short of awesome. Totally, totally awesome. Thank you so much, Jago, for sharing your time with me. But just before I let you go, I've, I've, I've already taken a little bit of time, but just before I let you go, just one more thing. What would you advise someone in your industry who who you think is not doing his right when it comes to maximizing his time and using his resources yes. to do the right thing. Okay. If there's one thing I know, it's it's an advice that um, one person I really respect a lot gave. Um, there are two things I, I'm going to share. So one is, one is, Always look beyond the advice and look at the advisor. Mm. Always look beyond the advice and look at the advisor. There's something Marcos Aurelio said. He said, when people criticize you and they begin to tell you, bring opinions about how and how you should not live your life. He said, take a look at their lives. So take a look at the powers that they've submitted themselves to. Take a look at their principles and look at the results those principles have given to them. Then ask yourself, is this the kind of results I want from my world? Mm. If the answer is no, then don't listen to them. Because people will always advise based on how they live or how they can live, you know, how they live or how they could have mm. lived. A lot of times, most advice that people give is to themselves. If you really look at it, it's an advice to themselves that they project onto you. On you. Project onto you. Yeah. yeah. So when that's basically one of the major challenges young people have today. When they want to maximize themselves, they listen to too many voices. There are some men of God that people talk about today that you will be shocked. I have, I probably have never, maybe the only time I've seen 
a video of them or whatever it is. Maybe while I'm on Twitter, or Facebook, I've never had, I've never taken my time, sat down to see I want to play any of your messages. Because really, I really don't think I need too many voices to make everything. I just need one voice, the voice of God talking to me, whether I'm probably reading scriptures or whatever it is. I don't think I need too many voices talking to me. So that's one. Secondly, um, you have to pick a thing, one thing that you're convinced that you probably would not feel if you put an incredible amount of work into this thing. And focus on it. That's like the best way. You see, the sun, according to science, projects about six point something um, billion mega megawatts of electricity and you know power on the earth. But you don't feel it. You don't just come out and then you get shocked or you get burnt. You know, at the highest is sun burnt. Maybe the intensity is high and then you're beneath it. You know, it, it's some bomb. But imagine that you focus all of that energy into a particular space, in a particular area. Of course, the sun is going to pierce that thing. And then, you know, like, it's definitely going to be, the hole is going to be like eternity. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing when you see a laser. Laser is just focused light. These days, they use water now, water pressure, to to bring down buildings. They just concentrate the pressure of the water on the wall, and then the wall just comes crumbling down. So that's what happens when you focus on one thing at a time. Is two. Putting a whole lot of incredible amount of work into that thing, and you're going to get almost the same results as the people that you consider your idols because that's what we all do i mean that's what they did too so i don't want to consider myself anybody's idol but then that's what they also did you know they focused incredibly amount of time on one thing and they became known for it so first sanction and um, authenticate the voices that speaks to you. Listen to fewer and more solid voices. And then two, pick a task and commit yourself to it. Mm. <laughs> wow. Thank you so, so much, Jago. Um, this has been a very, very valuable conversation and I, I'm happy that we are documenting this publicly and when this episode is, is released uh, I'll also let you know so you could share with your community there, there's a lot of valuable insights you have shared here today that uh, personally I have to come back and listen to this check on time <laughs> to, to get you, the full graphs of it um, it, it, yeah. it has been a rewarding experience for me um, having this session with you. And um, there are a few persons who bring me to this state of, of mental delight. If I would. If I were expressing like this, there are a few persons who bring me to this place of mental delight. And yeah, uh, sure. I, I can't I can't exhaust their names here, but a few notable names: uh, Steven, Grace Kalu, um, Peter Zegemi, and you are you are now in that hall of fame in my in my head. There are many 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 others, but this was to them again and again and again, and it's totally totally worth it. Like my expectations yeah. are not cut short. <laughs> The reason why I said so is, <laughs> of course, last year I was, new, I was in the webinar. Thank you. We brought we brought one person who was quite popular on LinkedIn to to teach on something. I don't know. Maybe that was just a day or something. 
I I really wasn't I wasn't impressed. Like I felt I felt like what no way this this can't be it. <laughs> so I from that moment I, I I learned how to manage my expectations with people. But you have blown off the roof. Thank you so much sharing this with us. And uh, since the eyes probably going to run into season two, season three, and uh, where we have variations of conversations that still focused around helping people maximize time and advance their life. And I hope I'll be able to bring you back to continue from the place we did not trust here. Once again, thank you. I'm really, really grateful for this. And so everyone who has tuned in, thank you for joining us today. Uh, we'd love to have your feedback. Feel free to leave us a comment, uh, give us uh, a review on the podcast. Let us know what we're doing right. Let us know what you think we can and should do better. You can send us an email at info at ccr.com. Or you could just leave us a message on Instagram at ccrpod. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to contribute to your journey as you maximize your time and advance your life. So until wellness, I come your way. Remember that life is free, but time is not. So use it wisely. If this episode gave you value for your time, then visit SeizeTheR.com for more. Do well to also follow the podcast on social media at SeizeTheRPod. Thank you for listening.